Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Off and rolling. Happy Monday. Happy Monday out there. It's a hot Monday. May 15th, 2023, welcome into the Gabe Kuhn Show. I am Gabe Kuhn on Twitter at G underscore Kuhn, 71, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. We have a lot of unfortunate news to discuss off the top of the show. I thought I was going to uh, wake up on my Sunday, watch a game seven. Thought I was going to get succession, episode eight in of season four. Only two more in the entire series. But no, wake up and on Mother's Day. Which I had a good Mother's Day. Did you have a good Mother's Day? Well, well, let's bring in Connor Dunning really quick, the executive producer of the show, Connor Dunning, on Twitter at cdunning929. You have a good Mother's Day? Great Mother's Day. Yeah. Good Mother's Day. Had a great meal prepared at home last night. That was fantastic. Um, But earlier in the day, we learned about Ja Morant and flashing another gun on Instagram Live. This time, not on his own. It's on his friend Devontae Pack's Instagram Live on his Instagram. But same thing. Same thing that we've dealt with two times in the last three months. Told Adam Silver that we're on the straight and narrow now. We're going to figure it all out. And yet it happens yet again in a three-month span. I, I I have a lot to say. and We'll say it in a second, but we have three hours of talk on the way. Courtesy at 92.9 FM, ESPN, and yours truly. We'll talk about Ja. We have some NBA playoffs to get to. The Sixers get bounced again. They lose two straight games to the Celtics, which we saw the Celtics do it to the Bucks last year, but you sort of knew considering... Uh, the elimination record there, uh, or games uh, games where you could potentially eliminate somebody. Doc Rivers does not fare well um, in, in those games, and they lose two straight, the Sixers. And Joel Embiid had a quote about what they need to do going into the offseason, and he talked about how him and James Harden, are, are they can't do everything. And to be honest, in Game 7, they didn't do much. So I, I, I tend to agree with him there. Um, but also, throughout the uh, show, we'll bring up some uh, firings. That have, that have transpired over the weekend. And I mentioned it on Friday. I sort of hit it on the head, didn't I, Connor? Monty Williams out with the Suns. Matt Ishbia, their new owner, wants to move on to greener pastures, find other things that he can get done with this two-year span they're going to have Ken, uh, Kevin Kevin Durant for. So uh, they're going to have to find somebody else that can do the job better. I think a lot of people are, are on the side of Monty Williams saying, who else can you go find? that does a better job than Monty Williams, but something I got ahead of, and we'll we'll discuss that as the show goes along. As far as guests are concerned, 5 o'clock, Jeff Calkins from the Jeff Calkins Show and the Daily Memphian. He has written a couple, written a couple columns about John Moran at this point. Um, we'll discuss that with him. Uh, 6 o'clock, Drew Hill from the Daily Memphian. We'll talk about the Grizzlies. We'll talk about Ja. What, what, what does this do also? A question that has come up, what does this do with Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones is a guy that, that could be used as a, as a trade asset to go find a better version of Dylan Brooks to play the three. Do you have to hold off on that, considering what may happen with John, a potential suspension? We'll discuss that. With Drew, we'll also hop into the Blitz around 6.30. Kendrick Davis, that's some good news. We have some good news in the city of Memphis. Kendrick Davis participated in the G League Elite Camp this weekend. 
had a really good performance, and now he's invited to the NBA Combine. One of eight guys from that uh, elite camp that got invited to the NBA Combine. Um, showboats, that's more good news than the city. Showboats, whoop, whoop. And all aboard, beat the New Orleans, undefeated. Undefeated no more, New Orleans Breakers, 17-10 to 10 on the road. And also, we have a pretty substantial commitment in college uh, football that we'll have to get to. Um, so there is that. But Ja, let's do it. Ja flashes a gun on Instagram Live on Devontae Pax, his friend, uh, on his Instagram Live. And Devontae Pax, if you'll remember, uh, was, was the, the friend that got banned from Grizzlies games because of the Pacers incident earlier in the season. But this does not kick off the offseason for the Grizzlies in any type of positive manner. When we should be talking about who's, who's going to replace Dylan Brooks, can Tyus be moved, can Luke Kennard be moved, all these different discussions. Now we have to talk about Ja in the second time in three months where he's flashing a gun in the public eye. And those pictures aren't going anywhere. There's pictures of him this Sunday. There's pictures of him from the Denver incident that will stay in rotation forever. Now the first question becomes, what's going to happen to John Morant? What happens? This is not having a gun is not illegal in the state of Tennessee. We know that. We, we are gun obsessed in this, in this state. It's not illegal. Um, and, and just generally speaking, the law, I don't think anything will happen uh, from, a, from a law perspective to John Morant. But I see a lot of people missing the point. I see a lot of people missing the point on this. He told Adam Silver two and a half months ago this wasn't going to happen. He went to 10 days worth of a rehab stint to, to try to say he was going to manage his time better and not do these things out in the public eye, yet he did it again. He did it again. And the first time around, it was an eight-game suspension, although you could really call it a two-game suspension because he was out for an extended period of time, and they counted the games he was out. And Adam Silver seemingly let him off relatively easy. At the top of the NBA, when you have a guy who has his own shoe for Nike, when you have a guy who's sponsored by Powerade, we'll get to what Powerade said in just a second, when you have a guy that's at the top of the league that's this entertaining, that just moves the needle consistently when you put him on nationally televised games on the floor, you don't need him brandishing guns. You don't need him waving them around. You just don't need that to happen. But the, the, the issue here is not a, it's not a law issue. It's he told the commissioner of the NBA, he told everybody at the NBA offices this would not happen again, and yet it happens again immediately. Immediately. And I, I, I've had this question for a long time, I mean, since the, since the first incident. But why? 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 I, I, just, I don't get it. What does it prove? Are you trying to carry yourself a certain way? Are you trying to prove to people that, you, that you're, you're not a joker, that you're not a... Uh, you're not soft. Like what? What's the? What does it prove? What does this uh, throwing a gun up on Instagram Live do to you? The only thing it proves to me is that you're foolish. It proves to me that you're showing your age, that you're 23 years old, that you don't get how this whole thing works. There's clearly a divide here, a massive divide between who Josh should be and who Josh thinks he is right now. And closing that gap should be the only thing. Closing that divide, getting to who he should be, should be the only focus in his life. I, I get having fun. You should be able to go do what you do. I mean, last week there was a, a video of it surfaced of him chugging a bottle of Casamigos in the club, having fun, dancing NBA young boy. You can do those things. But also you don't need to flash guns uh, in that situation. If you think you need a gun for protection, I'm all for it. You're an NBA superstar. You probably have a lot of money on you. You have a lot of people around you that you need to protect. I get all of that. And you're a target just because of who you are. But one, you're an Eads. And second of all, if you're going to have a gun, you don't have to show it to everybody. You don't have to. If you need it for protection, use it for protection when you need it. You don't need to be waving it around while you're riding around the neighborhood listening to music. There's no, there's no reason to do that. And, and I think we've had a discussion through this entire process about Ja Morant, and is it the people he's around, or is it Ja? I, I think the worst part about this entire thing, seeing, seeing what transpired yesterday, is if you watch a video, Devontae Pack puts them on Instagram Live. They've been friends for a long time, dating back to their high school days. 
If you watch a video, as soon as the gun gets flashed, what does Devontae Pack do? He puts down the camera and ends the live. He immediately put the camera down and said, "What? The, why? Why would you do that? We had this conversation leading up to even this incident about Jaws' friends and is he surrounding himself with the right people, and that may still be a question to some of you. But to me, seeing the way that that looked and the way this has progressed two times in the last three months, he's brandishing a gun on social media. It's become increasingly clear it's, this is a jaw thing. Yeah, okay, could, could the people around him be better? Yes, but I think generally speaking, when you have a guy that's a $200 million athlete that has friends that come around and stay around constantly, those friends are going to be yes men more than they're going to be no men. It's going to be hard for them to get the message across because Ja is a powerful guy. Ja is, the, is, a, is, a, is a guy that, they, that can potentially support them, that has been loyal to them consistently. So I can't really blame this on the people that he's around more than I can blame this on Ja. Ja knows what the, the, the consequences of his actions are, are potentially going to be and could be in the position he's in, and he clearly doesn't take it seriously. And I, I talked about this the, the first time it happened as well, image repair. Two times in the last three months, the image repair is going to be a, the uphill battle he has to deal with consistently is going to be so hard. I mean, I, those, again, those, those pictures of him having a gun next to his face, those, those aren't going away. And it's less about what you say and honestly – less about what you do positive in the public image, and it's more about over the next three, four, five years, the rest of his career, not having anything like this happen. But what two times in the last three months tells you is that the likelihood of it happening again seems relatively high right now. It, it just does. It does. Now, for the Grizzlies moving forward, the suspension, we had eight the first time technically. What does it look like this time around? I've heard as much as 15, 25, half a year. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says it should be a full year. Wojnarowski, Adrian Wojnarowski says that this is going to be a substantial penalty, as well it should. You can't tell people you're going to do something and then not follow through. And that's what Jaws done in this situation. And I think uh, as much as it hurts for people here, um, fans, to see Ja go through these things and, and Ja have to be suspended and be away from the floor. He makes every night at FedEx Forum so fun. As much as it hurts, this is what he deserves. He needs a suspension. He needs to learn there's repercussions for his actions. And again, we need to close that divide immediately between who Ja should be and who he is right now. And that doesn't happen without him having to learn hard lessons along the way. Absolutely. <clears throat> and you know, this is the time to do it before something bad happens. Like, I know he was just waving. It was just a gun on Instagram Live. I know people keep trying to say that. Like, well, he wasn't, you know, if he was standing over a deer or if he was... Talking this, about that, the, the legality of like, it. See, that's where I'm, that's why I say people are missing the point. Legality? You're talking about the legality of it. That's not the point. Right. Legality is not the compass for mor morality. And I'm not yes. saying what Ja did was morally bankrupt or anything like that. I'm saying, though, that can't be why we're making decisions here. It's very clear that there is no legal thing that Ja broke. But let's also stop pretending. Ja wasn't on Instagram Live for gun safety. He wasn't cleaning his gun. Oh. He wasn't showing it. There's he saw Instagram Live and grabbed a gun and said, look. And it's at what point. Got hyped up by the NBA young boy. Like he, I, I don't know what it is, and man. That, and that's why, ultimately, I, it's just disappointing. It's really disappointing. He, not, he let himself down. He let the Grizzlies down. He let... Adam, like Commissioner, uh, you know, Silver, giving him kind of a break. He let him down. And it, it's at some point you have to be like, Ja, you, we've got to suspend you now. Yes. Like we tried to give you the 10 days. We tried to give you the eight-game suspension that was really like two. Everybody, you know, people got their jokes off, but he, you know, he said the right things. He did the interview with Jalen. All of that stuff is washed away now. Yes. It's gone. And, and, and it's it, gone. It's bothersome. The Jalen Rose thing when it came out, I got smacked down in several situations by a lot of people around town, when I said I think it was just complete PR, I didn't feel like anything was very meaningful that they were discussing. And he deferred and he avoided questions from Jalen Rose in that interview. And I'm proven right on the back end. I'm proven right. And I thought Ja said everything. He was correct 
He was correct in what he said after the Lakers game when they got knocked out about him being more uh, stopped with the self-inflicted wounds and he needs to be uh, more mature. And the exit interviews said the same thing. I've got to be a better leader. He said all the right things, but saying the right things means nothing if you're going to do things off the floor that are detrimental to everyone around you and yourself. Your actions have to speak louder than your words. I'm tired of saying that. It's cliche. It's annoying, but it's the truth. If your actions are not going to coincide with the things you're saying, your words mean nothing. And that is ultimately the big issue here, is that he told the Grizzlies, he told us, he told everybody, Commissioner Silver, two months ago, two and a half months ago, that's the job of the past. I'm going to change. I'm going to be better. And then the first opportunity he got, the first one he got, it went back. And that's why it is fully possible to root for this kid, hope that yes. he does what's best. We are this. We are able to, but also be him. skeptical as hell. Exactly, because it's hard to trust what he says now. It yeah. wasn't it, back in when it happened for the first time. I was gonna. I was like, "We're with you, Jaw. We're gonna root for you. You're gonna come back. You're gonna be better than ever. Like we got you. We got your back." But he's made not only he's made everybody look foolish by doing this again. When people believe on you and you let them down, consequences are going to come. Yes, and that is where we're at now. And I know people, you know, want to say, well, what about this guy? Well, what about that? What about this? And it's like, what aboutism right now isn't changing the fact that this happened, <laughs> no. okay? And the, the NBA has a brand to protect. The Grizzlies have a brand, brand to protect. Let's stop being obtuse it, about this. Let's stop pretending like we don't know why a suspension is coming. Stop. <laughs> yeah. This is not a legal issue. It's not about the gun. It's about his decision-making. You have to put down the hammer now so something doesn't happen a year from now, two years from now. What if that gun went off? You have to. You, like, it's true. We can play the what if yeah. games. If yeah, y'all want to play the what, what if games, if, yeah. we can't too. What if it went off? Yep. We have athletes in the past that did this, and they shot themselves in the leg. <laughs> we don't need that happening to John Morant. Yeah. We don't need John doing something dumber than this already is. Grabbing the gun on Instagram Live is ridiculous. Come on, man. Yeah, Come it's, on. It's, 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 it's an Im- it's an immature, it's ridiculous move. It's very frustrating. And saying the right things mean nothing. And here's the thing about Adam Silver that I think people need to understand. I, I feel, through the first process of him having a gun in Denver, I think Adam Silver did everything he could because he is a player's commissioner. Yes, very much so. He is a player's commissioner. I think he did everything to try to stay in Jaws' corner and help him through the process and let it be... A blip. He tried to make us move past it quickly so Ja could get back on the floor and be who Ja is on the floor. You don't think he feels slapped in the face right now? Right. He f- he feels like that is a backhand right to the left side, whatever, whatever side of his face. This is a backhand to Adam Silver. So I don't doubt that the punishment is going to be substantial. And you should absolutely think it's going to be substantial. You should prepare for the worst when it comes to this because he is Ja has, in a lot of ways, put the middle finger up to to Adam Silver and the guys at the NBA offices, to the people in the Grizzlies organization, said it wouldn't happen, and it happens immediately. I mean, we're not talking about, oh, you know, years later, something finally arises. This is two times in three months brandishing a gun on social media. Granted, this one was not his his uh, Instagram Live, but at the same time, you didn't learn anything from the fir- from the first situation. If there's a camera he on you, still decided if there's, to pick if up there's the a camera on you, whether you think it's a private video on Snapchat or just a regular video or Instagram Live, what, what's the point of putting a gun up and showing people you have a gun? I, it goes back to the why part of this. Why? There's just no reason that, that this needed to be done. Do you there's know no how reason. easy it is to not put a gun on Instagram Live? Very. I've done it for uh, I've done it for 28 years. Same. Now. Yeah. I mean, in college, man, I used to be around people where they would try to video parties and things going on, and we'd be like, delete that right now. Like, they'd be like, why are you videoing what's going on? And we weren't doing anything crazy. We were drinking beers. and like, It's just I don't understand why there's not a rule. No live videos here. No videos around me right now. We have to have a low profile. You were at a graduation party, dude. Why is there a gun there? Why are you in a car with a gun anyway? It's like, what are we doing, but, man? It's there's, the, there, but this is what the distinction I have to make here. You can have a gun. You're absolutely. a target. You, you can have a gun for protection if you're a $200 million man. But we're not talking but about protection. That, but, what, but what he has done with those guns, it's not protection. That it's he's, a prop. It's a prop to show who he is. It's a prop to put on a, a, a character to, to show people that he's hard. Like That's what it is. 
It's not about protection with how he has sort of utilized that gun the past three months. It has been nothing. It is not about protecting himself day to day. It is completely about a character, something he's trying to show to other people or himself about who he is as a guy. And that's the concerning part of this, is why do you feel the need that you have to do that? There's no, you're big and We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dad, we get it, dude. We get it. We see what you do on the floor every night. <laughs> Nothing, no gun's going to show us anything different, right? The only thing that a gun does in, in brandishing a gun like that is shows that you're foolish and that you are uh, quite immature and you're being an idiot at the moment. That's, uh, that's the best way I can put it. And, you know, all of us want the best for this dude. You know, not just because it can help the Grizzlies be successful, but it's because he's, you know, he's a Memphian now. He's one of us. And it's like every time he does this, it's so tough to see someone that you're rooting for and you care about and that can have a positive impact on so many things just throw away opportunities because of a moment, of a moment of clout. That's in its or of a moment of looking hard. It's like, dude, you have the potential to be the face of the NBA. You have the potential to be that. You have that skill set. You have the personality, Ja. You're great. We love listening to you talk. We love all of that stuff. We love the commercials. We love seeing you a car. We love all of these things. Don't throw it away for these moments of yep. clout, these moments of looking hard. For what? Yeah. For, for what? what? You have millions of dollars. You have generational wealth. That could change your family, not for you now, but in the future, and you're throwing it away for nothing. And that's why, though, this has to happen now. <laughs> why people are saying, well, why the suspension now? Well, why this now? And it's because you're trying to prevent something bad from really happening. Because at the end of the day, he showed a gun on Instagram Live. That's bad. You know, it's not great. But no one got hurt. It's not illegal, this, that, and the other thing. Right. Right. But what about the next time? Well, yeah. you, gotta, you have to prevent the next time from happening. And that's why you got to teach him now. We and, let you but, off the hook last time. We believed in you, and you proved us being wrong that that immediately. Was only two, be, being that that was only two and a half months ago, though, it's like— It's the first chance I, you I am of I am of the belief you need to lose in life to eventually win. You need to lose. You need to learn lessons. You need to learn from those lessons. The fact that he hasn't learned, and it's been this short of a time, he should be self-aware enough to know, oh, my gosh, I'm not removed from this situation enough to be acting like this anywhere near a camera. Like— the, the problem with the frequency with which this is happening is it leads you to believe that the frequency could potentially stay the same. Or get, and like or get bigger, learning, get losing, you took a suspension, you had to go to rehab for 10 days. You, you lost already. You lost. And you had to make up ground, and yet you're doing the opposite. It was a you're losing million ground dollar mistake, now. and it's like it meant nothing. <laughs> you're losing ground now. You, like it meant nothing. It's like it and meant nothing. That's, that's a scary proposition to me. That's Power, the scariest like, part of this entire thing. The Denver thing, it scared Powerade. Powerade. Who knows what Nike's going to do now? It's like, and that's what we're talking about. This is, it affects so many more things than just the Grizzlies. And I think that's the, that's the frustrating part with Job, because you, you wish that he saw that. Mm-hmm. And he may, and what's even more concerning is he may see that and not care, which is, you know, and that's why I feel like today people aren't really like jumping down his throat as in like a, it's an idiotic thing or anything like that. People are just like kind of concerned. It feels like the national media, to be honest, I don't think they've been off base with things today. As asking for a year suspension is ridiculous. That's not going to happen. That's silly. Yeah. That's silly. But enough is a suspension to where he doesn't get into like NBA awards next season. That's on the table I because think- that, that has. <laughs> That's a consequence. That's a consequence. That's a real action. consequence. And, and I, I also think even if he did play the requisite amount of games to, to win awards, 
We now, there's a view of him in the media. There's a reason he didn't win in All-NBA this year. You don't think that's going to last to next year or years from now? That's consistently going to be on people's minds. People have a view of John Morant. Of the, it's an image he created. You can't say it's an unfair image when he created the image that people view him as right this second. Right. And that's someone who is putting guns on Instagram Live consistently, on video, and having issues arise in the offseason with multiple altercations. People don't take lightly or kindly to that, and that's just that's how it is going to be. And I, we, I, I, Gilbert Arenas had a really good quote uh, right after the first incident happened with, with John Morant and the suspension was handed down, and he was talking basically about how it's, it takes three or four years for everybody to get over it. Yep. He just extended that. He extended how long it takes for people to get over it because of the frequency with which this is happening. Now, I, I do want to mention this. This is via Michelle Steele, who's an ESPN reporter. Um, and she reached out to a spokesperson for Powerade, which has the multi-year endorsement deal with John Morant. And Powerade says, at this time, we do not have any job-related content running. They initially pulled ads in March after the video surfaced of Morant flush, flashing the gun in Denver. And, again, it just comes down to you have all these endorsement deals. You have your own shoe line. You have all of these different things. People still love you. People still adore you. But the more you do dumb acts, the more acts you do that are just stupid away from the floor, that paint a bad image of yourself, the worse it gets for you. And you have, you have a chance, even on top of the generational wealth you're making, as far as the, the Grizzlies extension and the Grizzlies contract is concerned, you have so many endorsement opportunities that you could blow by continuing to act this way and putting yourself out there in this light. You're also affecting your team because yep. you're going to miss games next year, and those guys are going to have to pick up the weight. And I know that they've, they've stayed by them, they've been loyal, and I, I fully expect that from this group of guys that we have here in Memphis. They're a great group. But at some point, it's going to get tiring for those mm-hmm. guys. And I'm not saying trade jaw or anything like that. That's ridiculous. It's, we're gonna, I think stick by John. I think ultimately the reason this is so frustrating is that we know this isn't him. Like, I, I don't know Jaw personally. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I know enough people, though, and I've watched him closely enough. I've been, I've been in the locker room with Jaw. Yeah. I know that this isn't him. And everybody in his life is like, this isn't him. This is, it's, it's like the show-it-off thing. He's trying to prove, and I'm not sure what that is. But that's, I, that's why this is so frustrating because it's not him. Yeah. We, this is not Ja Moran, and we got to get him back to being Ja. And get back to Ja. I think just in the immediate, um, this is not going to uh, surprise anybody that I have this take. Social media, hand your social media ac- accounts off to a PR team. Yeah. And the people around you, they should just know, not ha- don't have you on any social media posts. Let's just move away from it for a while. Because it's gotten him in trouble too many times. He got to go zero dark. <laughs> zero dark 12, man. Got to be off of it. And it clearly affects his mindset, too. I mean, it, it, it's, it's affected his mindset in a good way at, at times when he hits the floor and first-name bunch of numbers got after him on Twitter. And he, this was for first-name bunch of numbers, right? Like, we, we, we have seen it work both ways. But it's working in a negative direction as far as the social media is concerned. In the meantime, in the short term, hand that off to a PR team and, and, and move off. Stay away from social media for, for a while. For a while now, um, quite to the contrary, we do have some good news on the Grizzlies front, and and I, I do have to. While all this is going on, you see the contrast in personalities between a guy like John Morant and a guy like Jaron Jackson Jr. And they love each other. I mean, they're, they're teammates. They seem to have a good relationship. But Jaron Jackson Jr. today has been announced the finalist of the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. He's alongside Steph Curry, Trey Jones, Grant Williams, Chris Paul. Uh, those are the other four finalists, and he has done a lot of community outreach in the past uh, year, uh, focusing on educational and economic opportunity, uh, civic engagement, women's empowerment. He has done a whole lot, and we're talking about a guy who's already in leadership at the, at the NBA Players Association. While you have Ja off doing what Ja, what ja is doing right now, you have a guy on this roster who was an all-star defensive player of the year, first-team all-defense, and is in leadership at the NBA Players Association. There is guys on this roster doing things the right way, and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is just uh, great. It, it's been great to see what he's been able to accomplish. And, I, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk to Drew Hill about this a little bit later, but it feels like there's a pretty substantial chance of winning it, uh, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. So 
We'll see how that goes. But shout out to Jaron. Shout out, and, man. That's and a, awesome. And a, and a really, and a, and a re- <laughs> it's been a tough Sunday and Monday here uh, in, in the Grizzlies orbit. Jaron Jackson Jr., a little bit of light helps. A little bit of light helps. Now let's go ahead and get to a break on that note. And we will we'll revisit Ja. We'll talk about it with Jeff at 5. We'll talk about it with, with Drew at 6. But coming up next, I have some NBA playoffs to get to, and the Sixers in particular. The 76ers lose two straight games, drop the second-round series they had against the Celtics. And Joel Embiid said some things after the game. There's some questions about Doc Rivers and, and how long it takes for him to get the kibosh. We'll discuss all that on the other side right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Mile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Feel as they're appointed today. Back in on the Gabe Crown Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. We're all set for the 2020 bubble playoff. I mean, sorry, 2023 conference finals. The reason I'm making a funny. Same, same exact setup here as 2020 in the bubble. Nuggets versus Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That'll get going tomorrow night. And Celtics versus Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Heat, eight seed. Third Eastern Conference Finals, though, in four years. <laughs> I just, uh, Heat culture, man. Whenever I, I, I thought coming into these playoffs, I could doubt them. You can't doubt them. You can't. They lost a play-in game before they were able to make this run, but they've made this run. And we'll see. we'll see if the Celtics can finally put a stop to them. Because they can't keep getting away with this, but they keep getting away with this. They they won, I mean, on Friday, getting over top of the Knicks in a game where Jalen Brunson dropped 41, 5 for 10 from 3, 14 for 22 from the field. The Heat just have found a way these entire playoffs to do enough, to do enough. And I don't think that entire Knicks series, they had their A game. I don't think they did. I thought it was B, B minus game the entire way through, but they just have enough edge about them. They know how to win. They've been there before that they're back in the same spot. They're consistent. There's yep. something about consistency in the NBA playoffs. Every single game, they give you about the same game. Like, And then Jimmy, every once in a while, goes nuts. And in the games that he goes nuts, they win. But they they make it a dogfight. Like, that's yep. the thing about them is that they completely make you play their game. And that's why Eric Spolstra is one of the best coaches the NBA has ever seen. Yep. Jimmy Butler in that game, 24-8-4-7 for 22 from the field. Got to the free throw line 11 times, though, so that helps, but... But he's unrelenting. It's, it's, <laughs> he's just, there's something it's, about, like, it's, it's insane. The he's just going to run straight at you. <laughs> the consistency with which he brings intensity on both ends of the floor. Yeah, just, it's it, got to be it, exhausting it puts, to play put, against. It puts that team over the top. And I thought Bam Adebayo down the stretch of that series was pretty damn good. He was very good. And he was very good. we know that the consistency with him has been a big issue. And, hey, Kyle but, Lowry. Yeah, Kyle, he had some moments. I, Kyle Lowry, 11 points, 9 assists in that game. Doing what he needs Gabe to. Gabe Vincent took over that starting spot, but Kyle Lowry off the bench has been great. Nuggets versus Lakers is going to be an interesting series. i got to say. I, I wonder if the Lakers can – they've done a really good job so far of neutralizing other teams' guards. But with Jokic versus AD – they're not gonna. I don't know how many if they're gonna be able to have a roamer like they've had in the past two series, the first two series of the, the these playoffs. I, I want to see how the Lakers handle the the perimeter action of the Nuggets in that two man game between Jamal Murray and Jokic. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting. But I do think when you look at the Lakers and and how well they are equipped to stop Jokic, I think more more equipped than anybody that the Nuggets have seen so far. Yeah. If anybody can, it's AD. If anybody can and do it, that skill set defensively is unbelievable. I think if anybody can do it, it's going to be the Lakers. You know, um, I have a LeBron quote about altitude, though. <laughs> Let's hear it. I want to hear you, you and your altitude. It's real. LeBron, it's real. But let me hear the LeBron okay. quote Here's about what, altitude. And he has said this over the years about Denver. He has always brought up the altitude. But he said uh, he was asked about it, and he said it's a real thing, and you get tired a lot faster, mostly in the first quarter and a little bit in the second. He said it's more manageable in a playoff series because they stay in Denver for multiple days, which is true, so they can get used to it. And that's why I think the reason we may have seen the LeBron performance that we saw on Friday night is that man knew that I get three days of rest if I take care of business right now. Isn't that wild, though? He's unbelievable. He is. He's, it's, it's insane. It was 39 so and 9, two turnovers. And it was so efficient. And a closeout opportunity at home when, it, when, they, when they had to go close it because you don't want to go back on the road in San Fran against that Warriors team. It really, that, that series ended up being. Word for word, bar for bar, 
Lakers versus Grizzlies. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it, exactly it really did. Thing. They ended up getting a, a 21-point win in, in, in game six and closing out the series. Stole our whole flow, yeah, man. stole the whole flow. The entire flow. But that was, I mean, the Lakers, I, I, I had my questions. But I, I think they have a, a pretty substantial chance to get through and be, be, be the Western Conference winner, and that's insane, insane to think about considering they started two and ten. I still, though, I will never be. Oh, the underdog Lakers! They started two and ten. They had a point two percent chance of making the playoffs. I can't. I, I, well, it, it makes me sick to my stomach. It's, I think it's so odd that people keep bringing it up. It's extremely impressive that they've they made have it to six the Western new Conference. guys, but it's a completely different team. And, like it's a different team. And, and, and also, <laughs> I, I do look, and I always get this feeling, and I know you're going to agree with me on this. They got bailed out. They got bailed out this year. In the Jazz way? helping out with the Russell Westbrook oh, offloading yeah, that yeah, yeah. contract. They'd made a trade for Rui, who's been great in these playoffs. For Kendrick Nunn, the Wizards accepted a straight man-to-man swap, Rui Hachimura, for Kendrick Nunn, who didn't even play minutes this year. They get ba- they got bailed out in a lot of ways with the six new faces. Well, and like we can't lie about it. Or even pretend like it's not a thing. The free throw disparity is a real thing that's <laughs> but in happening that, in that series. It, we'll see how 42. it goes with the Nuggets. Forty-two. We'll, we'll see how it goes with the Nuggets. Forty-two. But the Warriors just—it's how that series was played. It is. That's maybe true. it's a little bit extra, right? <laughs> but the way that series is played, it's the Lakers attacking the rim consistently with every with all five guys really, and the Warriors just settling for threes, shooting threes, right. doing a lot of off-ball movement, moving screens that didn't really get called all that much. So like. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think the free throw disparity will start to get back to a little bit of normality as we get into the Nuggets uh, Lakers series. I hope so. And to your point, twenty of those free throws came from LeBron and AD, who were just living in the paint. That yes, like, because I the biggest thing about that game is LeBron became aggressive and he did it quickly. Like the fir- I think like the first couple points of the game was him at the rim, and he established the tone immediately. And it was never really a game. It never really felt like a game. And um, uh. Game six, Clay. What's up, dude? Clay Thompson in the last three games of that series, ten points or under. That's the first time in the history of the Clay Thompson Steve Kerr relationship that he's ever had three straight games, whether playoffs or regular season, ever had three straight games with ten points or under. He ended that series in those last three games seven for twenty-seven from the three-point line. And I talked about this going into the back half of that series. Those two guys in Clay, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. That's the detriment of where they've gone with this big three. Steph Curry still plays at an unbelievably high level. 32-6-5 and five in game six. He didn't shoot the best percentages, but he's still the main cog and the guy you need to focus on. Those other two guys have, have fallen off, have fallen off, and I think that's going to be the detriment of this, uh, of this dynasty. And also, Warriors GM Bob Myers, unsure of his future, 11 years he's been there, six finals appearances, four NBA championships. And he's the guy who's really put together this roster and managed it throughout the years. And he's done a really good job of it. He's done a really, now he's had to pay, they've had to pay a lot of money. They've had to go into the luxury tax. And that may be limited under new CBA guidelines. And maybe he made a little bit of a misstep with his Jordan Poole contract, where it's yet to be seen fully what that's going to age like. I think it's, it's aged pretty poorly right now, but we'll see if Jordan Poole can get, get right going into his future. But Bob Myers, if he moves away, this is that that whole get together, that whole get up, that whole franchise is going to be in flux, and I'm curious how that works out for them. Now, Celtics 76ers series, of course, the Celtics um, get over top because the Sixers, we know, second round hits, <laughs> they're going to lose. It's just how it works. <laughs> it's just how it works. I'm sorry, but the Celtics. Came back, won two straight games. Jason Tatum in game six was miserable through three quarters, had 16 points in the fourth, and I trashed him for it. I I trashed him for it because I thought if you're supposed to be a top-ten player, you need to have some consistency. And his first halves throughout this playoff run have been miserable. Game seven, mercy me. That response was sensational. That was one of the best, if not the best, performance I have seen in Jason Tatum's career. He was unconscious, 51-13, five assists, no turnovers. Unbelievable. Didn't turn the ball over, and from start to finish, dominated the game. I thought he got pulled out a little bit too late by Joe Mazzulla, but 
dominated that game completely. And I, I you know, where where sorries are due, I think sorries are due. I think I need to say sorry from that game six to game seven performance. He responded in a massive way. He said he's one of the best players in the NBA, respectfully. Or what did he say? What was it? It wasn't respectfully. It was uh, humbly. Humbly. I'm one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, he showed it. He showed it also. Joe Mazzola. Think sorries are due there. His response. His response in game six and game seven. After going down in that series of the 76ers, he went with a two-big lineup, added Robert Williams to the starting lineup. And it made a massive difference on Joel Embiid's impact. Game six, 26 points. Game seven, 15. Neither of those games he shot over 50%. That's how you make adjustments in a playoff setting. And I thought Joe Mazzulla passed the test there. Now, on the 76ers front, Joel Embiid, he averaged 33.1 points per game in the regular season. Led the NBA. In the playoffs, 23.7 points per game. That drop-off, so 9.4 points drop-off in, in points per game production. It's the largest by that year's MVP in NBA history. And then I was not so enthused with how he responded after the game to some of his questions. He was asked about going into the future, going into next season. You know, what, 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 does, the, uh, what does the front office need to do to, to help make this team a championship contender? And this was, this was the answer he gave. Um, you can't win alone. Um, I can't win alone. I can't. Me and James, we just can't win alone. You know, that's why basketball is played 5-on-5. Five five. So, you know, we just need everybody to just, you know, try to keep finding ways to get better and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. We need more discussion about this. I remember, folks, when, uh, when Giannis got knocked out of the playoffs and said it wasn't a failure, it was just its steps to success. Folks lost their mind over Giannis's comments. Over his failure conversation. How about a guy who fell flat in the playoffs after winning the MVP and he tells the media that the rest of his team outside of himself and James Harden isn't good enough? And by the way, this came after a game where James Harden and Joel Embiid, game seven, were eight for 29, one for nine from three. They were combined while they were on the floor, minus 58 in that game. What? The self-awareness there is not that. I understand that maybe you need better pieces around you, but at the same time, Tobias Harris is there. Tyrese Maxey is there. P.J. Tucker's always been a helper on good teams. They tried to do better on the bench. De'Anthony Melton didn't really show up the back half of the series, but that's a better bench piece than you've had in a while. George Niang they tried to add as a bench piece to help you out, as a, as a sort of stretch big that plays around the wing. They've tried to surround you with talent. You just can't get over the hump. Just admit that. You struggled. It wasn't necessarily the rest of your team. P.J. Tucker had 11 points in the first half of, of Game 7. 11 points? He's not a scorer. He rose to the occasion. But the two guys that he said need more help, they didn't rise. They shrunk. They shrunk in the moment. It's very easy to see. It was in plain sight. We watched it. You couldn't turn it on in Game 7. That's why you lost. And also, Jason Tatum was great. But you lost because you couldn't match the output that Jason Tatum was putting out. It's very, very simple. I just thought that was not not a a good way to go about the offseason discussions for the 76ers. And now James Harden, I mean, there's discussions about him to the Rockets, discussions about him to the Suns, and he's he's out of a contract now. So they're going to have to find something. If they want to keep him around, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money, and you don't know what James Harden really has left in the tank. We saw a couple of premier James Harden performances in that in that series, but the rest of the games fell completely flat. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I have a hard time. Like, I understand that Joel Embiid was talking about the roster construction and next season and what they can do to help, you know, build a contender, but they had the team this year. Like, this, they had the talent. They had the team. Now, I will say, welcome back Celtics. I think both you and I thought that the Celtics were the most one of the most talented team, maybe the most talented team, left in the NBA right now, and it was great to see them perform the way that they did. But the Sixers gave up. They scored 10 points in the third quarter. In a game seven, you scored 10 points in the third quarter. That's a leadership issue, okay? That's not a personnel issue. That's a Doc Rivers issue. That's a James Harden issue. That's a Joel Embiid issue. How many times are we going to have to see Joel Embiid lose a playoff game and throw people under the bus? I'm getting tired tired of it. You're the MVP, dude. You're the MVP, (laughs) and you scored 15 points in in a game seven. That's on you. That's on you. It's not on the front office. That's on you. That's where I'm at 
that's where I was going to go with this. Doc Rivers has to be done. Gone. Has to. I mean, and I'm going to talk about Monty Williams coming up here in just a second, but Doc Rivers, considering what he has failed to be able to do, hadn't gotten them to an Eastern Conference Finals with Joel Embiid. At some point, you have to put it on him and say, okay, I know you're a good coach. You've been a story. You're a NBA championship winner. You've been around the game. You have a lot of wins. But you're not the guy that's going to get us to that extra level. At this point, he has blown seven playoff series with a 3-1 or a 3-2 lead. (laughs) The book is out. It's like Doc Rivers is who he is when we get to playoff basketball. He is a constant guy that comes up short. So I know him and Daryl Morey have a good relationship. I know that he has a good relationship with all those people in that front office, but a good relationship can't save you from mediocre results. It shouldn't. So we've been talking about Doc Rivers being out the door for a while. This, This, to me, was the last straw. This was the straw that should break the camel's back, and he, he should no longer be the coach of the 76ers. And we'll see who they would bring in to replace him. We'll see what they do this offseason. But, man, man, that was a failure. That was a failure. Last two games, just even in a game where Jason Tatum missed his first, what, 10 shots? Even in a game where he missed, missed his first 10 shots, an MVP candidate for the other team, you, you lost. It's just it's nuts. And it's like the turnaround of the Celtics, too. I mean, a week ago, it felt like that they were about to, that they were going to flame out to a team that was, you know, not as talented as them. And now all of a sudden, the finals are right there. Like yep. you, the pathway is there for y'all to, to, to win the title. And if Jason Tatum plays like he has the last five quarters, they got a good shot. Jalen Brown was also very good. Yes. Very good. Now, but, um, from a coach that ought to be fired to a coach that is fired, that did get fired over the weekend, Monty Williams, gone. And I, I, I said on Friday I think they should move off of him because Matt Ishbia doesn't have that that relationship with him. He didn't hire him, and they have two more years of Kevin Durant, which is the big move that Matt Ishbia made right when he got in to, to, to uh, owning the Phoenix Suns. He's got to make some moves now because you can't do the same thing and expect different results. I will say, though, ultimately, I, I am on the same side as some people that say it's not all Monty Williams' fault. It's not all my. It was a deficient roster. They didn't have enough depth. And once guys get hurt and injured, like DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul were in that game, uh, in, the, in that game six, you just have no chance of getting over top unless Kevin Durant and Devin Booker go nuclear, forty points apiece, thirty-five mm-hmm. to forty points apiece. So I, I don't think it's all his fault. But I, I, I like I said Friday, Matt Ishby is not going to sit around and do the same thing with only two more years guaranteed to KD. And honestly, I don't think he should. I don't think he should see. I'm, I think it was the smart move to get rid of this now and go find another coach that can get you over the top that may have won an NBA championship already, whether it be Mike Budenholzer, whether it be Nick Nurse. Go find a guy who's been there, done that, has a very good experience in playoff basketball. And let's be honest, Monty Williams took his lumps. He has his scars from, from playoff basketball through, through the, his time with the Suns. Lost in NBA Finals when they were up 2-0. Uh, lost last year to the Mavs and got smoked on their way out. Lost this year to the Nuggets by 20-some-odd points. Got smoked on the way out. Like, there's a difference between scar tissue and just, like, <laughs> there's a difference between building up a, a, a lot of experience and having scar tissue that you can't get over. And I feel like the, with Monty Williams right now and that Sun situation, I think there was a lot of scar tissue that they're not able to get over once, well, once he's, playoffs. He's ultimately, you know, I, I disagree with the decision, but I understand it. Um, he's ultimately the easiest piece to get rid of. Yep. It's harder to get rid of DeAndre Aiden. It's harder to, to move off of CP3. So this was the easier thing to do. Let's try to switch it up, see what happens. It will be hysterical if all this ends up with Doc Rivers in Phoenix and Kyrie in <laughs> Phoenix. So if that's just please happen. That would be amazing if this ends up with Doc and Kyrie somehow in Phoenix. And they're like, I've heard, the, I've heard the Isaiah Thomas thing thrown around. Did you oh. hear that one? <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, because it also came out that Book and KD were consulted if, on the decision. If I, if I am the Suns, if I'm Matt Ishbia, Nick Nurse, Mike Budenholzer are out there. Go see what it takes. Go see if they're interested. I'd imagine they would be, right? It's a good team with one of the best, two of the best offensive talents the game has ever seen. And a two-year window to go make something happen in the Western Conference. Go ask them what it takes. See what it takes. Bring one of them in. I don't think it's that complicated. Now, I did see this as well. Bucks are expected to pursue Monty Williams. The Bucks. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. And uh, okay. Makes a lot of sense. 
I think he'd be great in Milwaukee. I love. I think Monty Williams. But it Williams goes back to my Bud thing, and I guess this is me. I thought the Bud thing was way too early. I, I think Monty Williams. Too. I I I think I I tend to lean toward Bud has been treated unfairly. Monty Williams a little less so. I just think the the NBA coaching profession is pretty unfair in this day and age. Absolutely, guys get fired really quickly if they don't win a championship. Um, but it, it goes back to my question: When Bud got fired, is Monty better than Bud to take over that team in particular? I don't think so. He's more of so. a players guy, I think. But it, but but no, ultimately, I think that really, to be honest, Nick Nurse, Bud, and and Monty are all kind of the same level, dude. It's kind of the same guy. You're just kind of shuffling. Yeah. It really feels like that they're just like, all right, let's try something this. new to try, yeah, try something, something new. new. Try something new. Which is why I understand it. I I don't agree with the Bud firing. I don't agree with the Monty firing. I actually agree with the Nick Nurse firing. The Doc firing, I will agree with when it happens. But <laughs> yeah. you know, you have sometimes it's the easiest thing to do to try to switch it up. Um. They could have. I mean, if if let's say Budenholzer is is one of the finalists for the Suns job, they could have just traded. If Monty ends they, up with they, the Bucks, and they could. Budenholzer ends up with the Suns. He's from Arizona, so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. We'll see it what happens. Sense. But the shuffling of the chairs, it's just the NBA coaching carousel. We'll see. All these same names are probably going to land jobs this this same cycle. Right. So now it has come out that Monty might not want to coach again. So like, really? it's, it's going to be interesting. And Bud too. Like, do they want to take some time off, especially with what Bud, yeah, Bud's Bud gone through? Monty's yeah. been through a lot too. Yeah. So Same you know, if but, they, they want to take time Bud, off, those cards are wide open still, considering yeah. how how recent that was with his brother. I mean, so I we'll just see. can't believe Doc lost again. It's unbelievable. You, you can't. No, it's just it's crazy how when we were talking Friday, we were like, if this like they're going to lose, we we knew the outcome. Simply based on Harden and You said you can't believe. We have to. We have to. It's it's just. You have to go back on that. You can't say you can't believe. I can fully believe. I can, but it's also just like, how did this happen again? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you learn anything? Have you learned anything through this process? Probably not. But let's go ahead and get to a break on that note. And when we come back, we'll hop back into the Jaw stuff. Uh, We'll talk about the Grizzlies as a whole. We'll talk a little NBA playoffs with Jeff Calkins. That's next. 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.